Let's take this first shot. Let's do it. Shot one. Oh my god. Shot two. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Shot, shot three. three. See, I'll admit the third one's a little rough. I'm it was a little rough. Don't you do it. My mouth is watering. <laughs> That's the first side. This is three shots in. I'm fucking drunk. Welcome back to another episode of Three Shots In. I'm Jess. And I am Jake. And this week's episode is about oil. Oil. That's right. This is episode 12, oil. And we're not alone. Me and we're Jess. Not. We're not. We're joined by guests. Introduce yourself, please. Guests. Hi, I'm Danny. That's right. What what are you? Who are you? Jacob's fiance. That's right. Fiance. The fiance. And we also have a good friend of mine. Her name is May. Hello, it is me. <laughs> May, have you ever been on this podcast before? No, I have not, but I have listened. Oh, so then you know that you will have to describe yourself in ten words or less. Do I have to She hasn't gotten there yet. To the populace. But but yes, you will have to. Yes, 10 words or less. If you go over, you're out. Okay. <laughs> Fingers are ready. Go. Okay. So, hello, my name is May and I am. Okay. 10. Hello, my name is May and I am a person who did color guard for five years and fairs. And okay. fairs? Okay, color guard. That's like where you swing the poles and shit? I throw rifles and poles in the air. The flags and stuff? Flags. I get to I'm hit at. people on quote unquote accident. Okay, okay. Color Guard is a big thing here in Texas. Very big, marching band is, yes. Yeah, I had never heard of Color Guard until moving here. Same with, uh, what's the other one, Drill Team? Oh yes, Ooh. the Drill Team. It's the dancers that open the beginning of the football game, the middle, and sometimes the end, depending I thought, on the school. I thought those were oh. cheerleaders. <clears throat> oh, it's, it's no. completely different. different. It's completely different here. Yeah. I'm still learning so much about Texas. Um, you have oh, so yeah. much to learn. My new homeland. Marching band is like just as big as football. But uh, what about fairs? Um, ring fairs is something that I like to do. Um, very expensive hobby that I have. Um, I think my most recent outfit I did was close to $1,000. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Yes. $1,000, how long did it take you to? Um, how much time was spent? Not a lot. I did it in less than two months because I sometimes have a bad spending habit, but I'm definitely better at it now. Yeah, my, my shield maiden. And then I have a CRS, which is like a Viking witch. Mm -hmm. That's the one that I've seen, I think, most. Yes, the more the, like tribalistic one with the like face with paint. The and skull and the uh -huh. and the maroon tunic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. That is very cool. We are going to take pictures soon, by the way. We're going to go find a castle here in Texas. They're going to do a photo shoot. At a castle? Yes. In Texas? Is there a castle in Texas? There's like seven or eight of them here. Huh. I had no idea. Yeah, Would have never just, known. We just recently Googled it. So then you just picked one? Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Danny, everyone already knows you. You've introduced yourself before. Mm -hmm. um, Describe your week in 10 words or less. Fuck. Okay. That's two. Uh -huh. Just kidding. Um, had some time off. Slept a lot. Ran some errands. Very. It sounds kind of lame. Really honestly. fucking lame. My week was lame. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I was I there mean, for people, it. People have them. I've had a lame week the past like three episodes. Yeah, there you go. There was yeah. nothing of eventfulness. Oh, I went to the chiropractor. That was pretty eventful. But can, other than that, can we trade weeks? Is that is that possible? You want to have a better week than you want to have a boring week like Danny? Yes. You can have my week. Bet you get to deal with the with the tea spilled at the tea shop. Oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, May works at the same tea shop as Sam. That's right. So That's how we tea. met. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
they sell plants and herbs. Dried plants and herbs. herbs. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. a bunch of herbs over there, soaking them in some water and slurping them down. Excuse me, it's pronounced herbs. Herbs? They got some herbs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I practice herbalism. (laughs) Mm. Um, Well, May, you're weak in 10 words or less? Again, don't fuck this up. Got it. We're really counting on you, so. No practicing. Go. Too much drama. Shut up today. Get to work, please. I don't understand. Explain. Yeah, I'm not following. <laughs> um, so at my work, there's just so much talking and gossip sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I well, do Jacob knows shit. all about that. He worked at a Target Starbucks. So, um, yes. A lot just, of shenanigans. Just leave drama at door, come get your money, and go on about your life. Mm-hmm. Leave all the high school drama back in high school. Please. Yeah. They yes, can't, right? Because they're in high school still? Some of them, yes. But they, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Just leave it at high school. I don't care if someone egged your car or not. Just leave it there. Oh my God, I heard this story. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, Sam told me the story. Yes. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I was like, I, I do know this story. Interesting. Yes, and uh, I will not stop talking about it. Jessica, your yes. week, 10 words or less. 10 words or less. Restarted Alien Isolation on hard mode. Downloaded all extra content. Nice. Yeah. I was like... DLC is a, that's a debatable whether it's a one word or three. I know. So that was that's, solid. I opted for something that was more appropriate. Yeah, good for you. So on hard mode, hard I mode. watched you play it on easy mode. Or no, that at was least medium. Medium mode. Yeah. And you fucking sucked. I was fucking terrified. I'd yeah. never played a horror game ever before. You, you died. I don't know why constantly. I chose that to be my very first one, but I did. And I loved it. Now I'm addicted and I'm going to play it on hard mode. Wow. Good for you. Can't mm-hmm. wait to see her fail. I will. A lot, inevitably. Yeah. I haven't died more than once, though. Oh, more than once. I got shot one time. I didn't know where they were. Oh. You know, it's one of those games, like, you get shot one or two times, you die. It's realistic like that. Survival of the It's not like, not, not like Call of Duty, you know? The one that Terry plays where nothing's realistic and everything sucks. Yeah. I know it. I hate that game. Or Fortnite, where you can get shot, like, seven times and still walk. Or Fortnite, where, for no reason, you can just build buildings and escape off of those buildings? Actually, they got rid of the buildings. <gasps> Did they? Yeah, you can't build, make buildings anymore. Okay. Goodness, make it more realistic. Die in one shot. Yes, please. now it's going to be more realistic because we're still going to have, you know, Spider-Man and Thanos coming at you with guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can't build anymore. So, <laughs> my oldest son, who's eight, was, it was the weirdest thing I'd ever heard him say. And he goes, <sighs> he looks so upset and he's got this face <laughs> on it. That just like his, his eyebrows are furrowed. I'm like, what's your problem? And he goes... It just doesn't make sense that Doctor Strange is on here. And I'm like, Ryan, Fortnite doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> like, it actively, like, it actually made me upset. Yeah. And he was like, no, it just, it really doesn't make sense that he's here. I'm like, you don't know anything about Doctor Strange, you're eight. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense that anything on Fortnite is happening. Fortnite sucks. And he was like, Fortnite doesn't suck, Mom. You suck. Fortnite <laughs> definitely sucks. Like, Isn't I, Fortnite the one with all the dancing? Yeah. I was forced to do that for Color Guard one year. A Fortnite dance? A multiple. I mean, good for the kids, you know. I was they like, probably, you gotta get the kids involved. They probably had a blast, you know. The kids can just sit down and be quiet and watch the music look, band. Look, Children look. are meant to be seen, not heard. <gasps> just yeah. no. <laughs> Fuck them kids, all right? I don't want a Fortnite dance, okay? <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. Anyway, uh, I restarted Alien Isolation, finally. I waited a long time, and now I'm gonna start it on a more difficult setting. Okay, all right. Jake, your yeah. turn. Your week, 10 words or less. less. Yep, 10 words or less. Went to spa, got massage and haircut and some beers. 
Nice. It was awesome. How Loved it. How long have you been working on that one, babe? What do you mean? That just popped up. Mm. Um, I'm a professional on this podcast. All right. You're just a guest, <laughs> okay, a lame okay, guest. Real, real talk. How many beers and what was it like? It was two beers and uh, two and a half beers. The first one that she poured me, it was, it was a lot of foam. So we had to wait for it to die down a little bit. Oh, but two so and a half beers. It was amazing. This place here in Tyler, you can go and get your hair cut. Now, mind you, they don't cut women's hair. They specifically said that they will only cut men's hair. It's a men's spot. Okay, but but you can go get, a woman can go get waxed. So I'm going to go get my eyebrows done from his hair Okay, stylist. but what if I cut my hair to the Jacob's length? Then they yes. said they can do that. Yes. Oh, it's more just style. It's because men typically like those styles that they're called a men's salon. But you yeah. could go there if you wanted a men's style haircut. Yeah. It was amazing. Walked in, they immediately gave me beer to sip on while I'm waiting, and then I sat down they in my have, chair. like wine and other things too, if yeah. you're not into beer, because I know you're not. No, I like pickle beer, even though you don't. That's disgusting. Yeah. I'm pretending you didn't say that. We don't talk about that, <laughs> especially not on but our I, show. I, I used to sell it. I, not, don't. I don't used to sell it. I used to work at a store that sold it. I can't hear you. Gross. Okay. <laughs> I love you too. Disgusting. It's fine. You so know what's not beer. disgusting though, unlike your nasty beer? Our patrons. IPA. Our patrons. Our patrons. They're fantastic. Love them. Big shout out and thanks to our lovely patrons, mom and dad, Terry, Danny, Ricky, TJ, Sweet Sam, Jeremy, David, and ourselves, of course. Yes. I noticed May's not on that list. I don't have enough money, thank you. Yeah. $5 a month, May, get it together. Yeah, you act like I'm going to give just that. Understood. What on me? I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'll, I'll go clean your house. Um. I'd rather take the five bucks, <laughs> buy some booze. Maybe one day I will, I will gladly. So we're like, we're like 10, 12 minutes into this bitch. We haven't even talked about our shots. <gasps> Ooh, that's true. We took shots of beef eater. Which is what? Beef eater is a type of gin. Oh, it's a gin. It's a London dry gin, yeah. which there are maybe two people in England who do listen. So if you guys make it to this point, we took some shots of beef eater. Um, I won't, I don't consider myself a gin expert, very dry, London dry, you know? Yeah. I didn't care for it. It was very bitter. It burned a lot, but it also wasn't the worst shot I'd taken, so. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I'd do it again, you know? From the words of May, it actually tasted pretty good. May May really likes her gin, so she had a great time with it, and I did appreciate the buzz afterwards. It's got a nice, gentle buzz. I, I like that. Yeah, I feel pretty good. I, How, anyone else? No. Opinions? Danny, are you sure? I had a comment, but it's not for in the microphone, so I'll tell you on the break. <laughs> okay. You'll forget about that. You Write guys, that down. So we got the first racist joke already. <laughs> you guys get a break? Yes, we do. We will have a snack break here pretty soon. You've got, you have been so generous as to provide a bowl full of Oreos. Thank you, May. Anyway, so yeah, we had shots of gin, and what are we drinking? I made some very tasty, everybody here loved them. Mm. Dark, Dark and Stormies. And stormies. Yes. I love them, and everyone needs to catch up to me because I'm like empty now. They're very good. Well done, Jacob. It was pretty icky, bro. Yeah, Danny pretty did not care for it. Icky, you described bro. them as medicine y. Yeah, it tasted medicine y, but that's also because I genuinely am not a Dr. Pepper drinker. I don't really like Dr. Pepper. I feel like it's very sugary. I prefer, maybe if it was diet Dr. Pepper, I These would are, see, diet? It's not These the are, sugary, the sugariness is not like your sugary, issue. I think because you like Moscato wine. I do, but there's something about like drinking regular Coke or regular Dr. Pepper. It could be just, the color. I, 
Okay. I can't do it. So I, I know part of it's the soda there part. Is dark sodas have bug juice in them. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, that explains it all. Really. Like bug juice, like the juice bug juice, or like bug juice? Like actual bugs. juice from actual insects. Yeah, think like it beetle juice, but not a beetle, a bug. But, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then I also just don't like rum. So that's another part of we it. We can't be friends now. You don't like rum? All right, well. I don't like rum. Look, yeah. I don't want to mute you, but I will, because you're talking shit about my cocktail, which was delicious. So. It was delicious, Maybe Jacob. it's not I your fault, agree. but Jess just made it better. I wow. did. I made it better. I mean, wow. Jacob, look, I'm empty. I need another. Well, during the break, we will refill you. Um, but for now, now that we've, you know, all gotten caught up on our weeks, we should probably move in to our first wheel. Yeah. May, newest member to join our podcast. Will you please spin the wheel for us? Okay. That was a good one. That was a good spin. Yeah, good job. What What did she land on? Let's see. Oh, unfortunately for everyone here, except for Jessica, May, you land on Would You Rather. Oh, that's good news for me. Ouch. So we kind of play Would You Rather just kind of like a free for all. You got something, spit it. Okay. You want to just sit back and be fucking traumatized, you mm-hmm. sit back. No need to take turns or go around the table or anything. Whoever, whatever comes to mind, if you've got it, just throw it in there. And uh, that's how we'll, that's how we'll go by, go about this. Okay. Um, would you rather have your vocal cords taken away from you and not be able to speak or anything, any kind of language, including sign language, or would you rather constantly word vomit every time you opened your mouth, no matter what it was? Word vomit. Word vomit. Word vomit. Word vomit. But what, what if it was just randomized? What about like, you? Um, I probably would, I would rather be mute. Um, if it was randomized, because as soon as we made our choices, you decided to make it even more difficult, fine. Well, <laughs> um, and whatever, if it was randomized and we had no control over what we said, then yes, I would prefer to be mute. Uh, nothing. Do I get to have Tourette's? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That's, That's fine. awesome. You guys ever watch those Tourette's documentaries? Yes. Yeah. It's a blast. It is a um, blast. Would you rather go down on Rosie O'Donnell for 30 minutes okay. or fist Oprah Winfrey for 10 minutes? I'll go down on Rosie. I don't know who that is. The first oh, one. Just pick one. One second. No, I got it. I got you. I need a pick, bro. May Rosie O'Donnell is the person now. that Donald Trump called a fat whatever. So he she's made, He fat. made many jokes. Hold on. Huh? I said, so she's fat. I can well, take just, care Donald of Trump doesn't like her, so he said everything. Here you go. About her. Hold on. Of course he did. It was actually I mean, pretty funny. I would rather fist Oprah Winfrey. I feel like I would rather just fist anyone than go down on person anybody. I was like, oh, you get a car and you get this. And I was like, oh. You think I- she'll give you free stuff if you fist her? <gasps> yeah. No, it's you get, possible. You get nothing other than a fisting. But how can you? She fists can you, you t- right back? Wait, she yeah. fists you or you fist her? Both. That's the only thing that she'll offer you. Oh, I'm still down for it. Let's go. Is it re- <laughs> reverse fisting. <laughs> well, let's go. That's Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, God. Give me Oprah Winfrey. Yep, that's that's my answer. <sighs> it's going to be a fisting party. You know, I think I'd rather fist Oprah just because... <laughs> <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that, bitch. Just that I don't want to go down on a bitch. I want, I'll want. i just fist her because I can keep my eyes closed. And you don't have, and to, I don't and have, you don't to, have like, to taste anything. I mean, you, could al- you could always just imagine it was someone else. But I don't want to lick no... PP, you know, like I want it to be hands only, no mouth. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, would you rather? Would you rather have to pee your pants and sit in it? Okay. Throughout an entire movie, you pee your pants in a movie theater. You have to sit the whole movie in your pee pants. Um, or would you rather uh, fart 
in a, I don't know, pretend you're in, back in high school. Fart in a classroom full of people and it's quiet. Everyone knows you did it. Pee pants. I'm gonna pee my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Meaning, probably the fart. If you have to sit through whole the, the whole movie, the lights are gonna turn on and you'll have to walk by. No, I can sit and just wait. Just wait for everyone to leave. Yep. I, okay. I say fart because at this point I was raised by dudes and if you fart, you fart and then it's over with. Everyone gets on with their lives. So yeah. there are no the marks pee, left I didn't have clothes. to like clean it up, deal with that. It's gonna be warm at first, but then it gets cold. No, it's I'm just freezing. gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with the fart for sure. Okay. I, I, I would fart. Be like, hey. Everyone hated me in high school anyway, so like a fart wouldn't have done much. People hated you in high school? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was super quiet. No one cared about me in high school. Well, that's because I didn't talk to anybody, but I would definitely fart because yeah. it'd be funny. It's because Danny was dating the hottest guy in school. <laughs> I, I was the instigator. Keep telling yourself that, baby. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> I was the hottest guy. Wow, surprise, surprise. <laughs> okay. Uh, go. Would you rather drink the pee from an elephant, like a whole glass, eight ounce cup pee from an elephant, or eat a squished up stink bug? Stink bug. Hmm. You have to chew and swallow. I understand. Okay. I think I could get through that faster than the pee is what yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's I'm gonna, true. I'm going to go with the stink bug. Okay. They will both be gross and I'll hate both, but I think I can get through the stink bug faster. May? Do we have to chew it or can we just... You must no. chew. You no. must chew It must be mush. Taste you have it. To, you imagine like you're chewing it for like an old person. I mean, I could have done it during COVID. I didn't taste anything, so I would just chew yeah, it no, up. No. You cannot be on COVID Ima when you yeah, chew. You cannot have COVID you have to while taste doing this. This is the opposite of COVID. You it taste must even be more. right now. Oh, I do taste even more because of COVID. Like, my senses are super heightened, and it sucks. Mm. Whatever. Perfect. You need to taste so the right stink now, bug, like, Which really one strongly. are you tasting? Are you tasting I, the elephant I would, pee? I would do the stink bug. I okay. pee, pee anything is just, like, not happening. I could barely change a baby's diaper. Okay. Be pee grosses you out? Just changing diapers? Well, no, but it just stinks. Like, I could smell it, and I'm like... Yeah, I don't like the smell of pee, but I can handle it. The smell of pee? It's... I don't know that I could handle eight ounces of pee, is what I'm saying. And it's warm. Is it, isn't these these glasses eight ounces? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Oh, so it'll be like half. Where does it say? Yes, it's on the side right here. It says half a cup is twelve ounces. Mm -hmm. One and a half cups is twelve ounces. That's what I said, one and a half? That's what she said. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, would you rather suck on... Um, Wait, how many are we, are we doing this of this? Uh, until until, until someone breaks. Until we decide. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would you rather suck on a stranger's hairy, definitely a man, uh, hairy toe, unpedicured foot, very calloused, <laughs> or would you rather... Die. Wow. No. Lick Ooh. mayonnaise off of Seth Rogen's body. Mayonnaise. Yeah, how, how much mayonnaise and what parts of his body and how much of his body is covered in mayonnaise. Okay, so um, upper pubic area to the top of his chest. That's a lot of mayonnaise. So like Jessica. above the It's just his torso. To his big torso. <laughs> how did you count? It's I have a, a question. big hairy torso. I have a very good question. Okay. Is it one straight line just all the way up? No, it's spread out. Or is it his entire torso is covered and I gotta like Entire entire torso, yeah. And you don't have to lick him clean, but you do have to do like at least a decent job. I gotta like just make a design like, at least. It's just like a mayo scrub. Yeah. Yeah, huh? Yeah, I'm 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 licking Rogan. Yeah. I'm giving him the mayo scrub. Unfortunately I am as well. All right. All right. I can't yeah, do the I'll, toe. I'll get I'll get down on Rogan. 
with <laughs> with the mayo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you rather lick an entire driveway clean, right? Nothing but your tongue, licking a driveway clean. But like, are we talking like the single driveway? The, like what kind of driveway are we yeah. talking? Like What's Jessica and Terry's fucking driveway. driveway. Okay, like a, a normal driveway. size driveway. Okay. Would you rather lick the entire thing clean okay. or, right, which that could take you a while. No fucking shit. Or would you rather take one single shot that's one and a half ounces down the hatch of Nicolas Cage juice. Do you mean jizz? That's his semen, yes. Yep, yep, <laughs> give me the shot glass. Give me the shot, honestly. I'll take, I'll Spitters take or quitters, I'll give me the it. shot. I'll take a shot of his jizz. Okay. Give me to the shot. spare myself. Cause I would have no tongue at the end of drink, of and drinking the Of course, way. of course, right, he's very clean. You don't have to worry about any sort of thing. Sure. I mean, down. we haven't kept the accounts. We don't know. We don't have the paperwork, we don't have the papers. I'm in this scenario, right, <laughs> okay. this hypothetical. Scenario. 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 It's, it's an A. Would you rather fuck Grima Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings or uh, the were rat from Harry Potter? Ugh, I need God. pictures Peter, of Peter both. Pettigrew, I've got you, girl. Dan, or Jessica, I'm pulling up Grima. I'm gonna put a, pull up Peter Pettigrew. Are you ready? Okay, here's Grima. Who is Grima? What am I doing to Grima? You're fucking him. Or, he looks like um. He rather, looks like Bootstrap Bill. Rather, he's fucking you. He looks like Bootstrap Bill from Pirates hey, of the Caribbean. Would you rather lay down and take it from that guy or this guy? Him. Him. But look at him. Really? How yes, can you him. resist Grima? Him. I'd, oh. ta- I'd, I'd take Grima. Grima for sure. No, yeah. the rat dude for sure. You're taking Peter Pettigrew's mm-hmm. like tiny rat penis? Who said it was tiny? I mean. It's definitely tiny, but him it's being, way going to be better than that. Whatever Him being being has. able to turn into a rat is what gives me that hint. I don't I know. I mean, but at the same time, if he turns into a rat, like how how big is the vagina? Your vagina? <laughs> I don't know that we can answer that. <laughs> that's a, that's really up to you and your choices. Yeah, it's kind of a personal question, honestly. And I think on that note, talking about May's vagina, we will move on. <laughs> we have asked many would you rather's. Yeah. And uh, I am shocked that you wanted Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. Looks that's, better that's really than nasty. the nasty dude over here. I don't know. Is it because he looks wet? No. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the reason why? Pun no, intended. not what got me. He does. He does look like a moist man. He looks oh, moist, and so you God. get moist when you look at him? Oh. For fucking sure. <laughs> that's what it is, Jess. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm so moving on after the moistness mm. and May's vagina. Can we, we will, who, can we establish the order? You said you're going to go first. It's me. And it's then after be, that. It's going to be me, then Danny. And then after the break in the wheel spin, it will be May. It's going to be May. It's going to be May. <laughs> and then it will be Jess. You're okay. going to wrap it up. Because, wrap it up. God, because you last. Oh, you, I'm so sorry. She told me how dark hers was. And so I really want to leave all of our listeners on a bad note. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. So I had told you all, do not talk about essential oils. Now, the reason is because am I talking about essential oils? Yes and no. I just didn't want any of you to look up essential oils to find this fucking gem of a story here. Okay. Okay. So Donald Gary Young, Mm -hmm. he is the creator and founder of Young Living Essential Oils. Of, young, of which Sam used to be interesting an ambassador of Young Living. That's correct. Shock. It's like the biggest essential oil fucking. Oh, I know. MLM, uh, yep. multi-level marketing. Anyway, so born on July eleventh, nineteen forty-nine, ranch, ranch. Young grew up on a ranching family with a ranching family. <laughs> God. We're off to a rough start. <laughs> it's the gin. 
he grew up in a Mormon household. He graduated high school in 1967. He worked for the, for the United States Forest Service, and then he moved to Canada, where he intended to be a homesteader, right? Mm. So, you know, he's very uh, kind of hippie-ish. Like, sounds like a nice down-to-earth dude. Yeah. Uh, after high school, which, by the way, he graduated at 17, he moved to, like I said, Canada, specifically British Columbia. And at age 17, he began working in the logging and ranching business until he was severely injured in 1974. When he was 24 years old, he was, quote, paralyzed for life. Oh, like ass. Yeah, but he was saved. Oh. And was able to walk. Some would say he was cured. By? Essential oils. Oh, no way. (laughs) That's right. He claims that he was had he was forced to use a wheelchair and that while he was in the process of rehabilitating, he experimented with essential oils and they cured his meningitis, his 16 crushed vertebrae, his 11 ruptured discs, his 19 broken bones and his herniated spinal cord. Wow. That's right. Unbelievable. Impressive. That's right. Now, unfortunately, there's absolutely no documentation of any of this happening. So we can't be, you know, for sure that this did, but obviously it did, right? Because essential oils are magic. Totally. Like, basically, my shipments are cured. Yeah. So um, in 1973, he, young, completed- This is a year later, or before. This is is during the time. We kind of bounce around the story here just because some things take longer, right? Essential oils are not an overnight cure. That's true. Right? It takes a while. So in 1973, he completed a home study course in nutrition and Herbology. Herbology. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. He, in moving forward into 1979 now, uh, he enrolled at the Burroughs Vitaflex Institute. Sounds very important. This is an un- unaccredited school that was dedicated to the teachings of Stanley Burroughs. The name might sound familiar to you because you've actually talked about him before, Jessica. Okay. He is the creator of the Master Cleanse <laughs> slash the Lemonade Diet. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, have I talked about him? Are you sure? I in thought the, you were on the diets, diets episode. Yeah. episode. I don't remember. So okay. maybe, maybe not. Well, anyway, so after that, in 1979 to 1981, he attended the Donsbach Nutrition University. Sorry, I do remember talking about him, Stanley Burroughs. Uh-huh. But I didn't talk about the lemonade diet. Apparently, he came up with more than just that diet. A couple of them, yeah. The Donsbach Nutrition University is is another unaccredited school in Huntington Beach, California, that was operated by Kurt Donsbach, who was an unlicensed chiropractor. Ooh. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So like a regular kind? This sounds a little scary. I don't know. In 1980, right, Young, deciding that an education is the most important thing in his life, he also enrolled in the therapeutic massage program at the American Institute of Physiogenerology, and he claimed to have graduated, but the owner of the school said that he did not. He actually barely showed up, did less than a third of the homework, and he owed them almost $2,000. I mean, prove it, so, you know what I mean? Yeah, but now we're gonna get into some interesting parts. This is just, this was just his early life, okay? Okay. okay. Because you didn't know this, but while he was attending the therapeutic school, he also was in a doctorate program at the Bernadine University. Oh? That's right. Now, the Bernadine University is also an unaccredited school um, that is described now, today, as a, quote, mail-order diploma mill. All right. So, it wasn't like, you know, legit, legit, you know? Sure. But because of that, 
because he is now a doctor. In 1982, he opened his first clinic in Spokane, Washington, which offered medical services, including childbirth. And in 1983, Young was the subject of a joint undercover investigation that was launched by both the police department and the state of Washington. And during the investigation, Young offered to deliver a baby, and he claimed that he could detect cancer with a blood test and treat it. What's the, what's the cancer got to do with the baby? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, uh, he was arrested. Okay. For, and he was charged with uh, like practicing medicine without a license, you know, blah, blah, blah. He had a lot of certificates though. Yeah, he did. And at the end of the day, he pled guilty. He was fined $250. Okay. And he was on probation for a year. So, and they told him, they were like, look, man, no more of this. You will not be practicing medicine in Washington and you shouldn't do so anywhere else. Stop trying to cure cancer in fetuses. Yeah. So later though, because remember he's a doctor, Young managed to convince his wife, Donna, into giving birth in a hot tub at his clinic. A hot tub? Yes. Now, because the baby was born into a hot tub and still had the umbilical cord attached, theoretically, it could stay underneath the water for a while. What? And so- That's not safe. So to prove this, he held his baby daughter underneath the water in the hot tub for about an hour. (gasps) Why the fuck do you do that? That's right, she died, obviously. Oh my God. And the coroner who did the autopsy on the baby said that she died of oxygen deprivation and would have almost definitely lived had she not been held underneath the water for an hour. Oh my God, what yeah. the fuck is this? No, Why did he do that? No criminal charges resulted what? from the Why? Death. Baby I, murder. I don't know, but Young's wife did divorce him very soon after. I mean, she should have pressed charges, excuse me? She should have poisoned his ass. Wasn't it attached to her body still? The baby? And yeah, because the he was like, cord? hey, I'm gonna conduct some science yeah. Anyway, uh, Young got arrested again later because, again, another undercover cop was like talking to him about medicine, and he not only said that he could, you know, perform an underwater birth for this cop, he didn't know it was under with a cop, uh, but he could also cure his mom's cancer. And so he was again arrested, you know. I have a question. False this guy's practice. a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're just going to start. We're only in the 80s. Wait until we get in your present day, Jessica. Present day? <laughs> What's up? Were essential oils involved in all of these issues? Yes. Or this is just him being cuckoo? Both. Okay. Both. Okay. He he believes that essential oils could fix everything. Okay. Which is why in 1986, uh, he promoted himself as a naturopathic doctor, and he worked at the Rosarito Beach Clinic in Tijuana, Mexico. So in 1986, Young promoted himself as a naturopathic doctor. Natro? Nate, Nate Naturo, I don't know. Some bitch. Who gives a shit? Okay. Some weird fake name, doctor. And he operated out of a clinic in Rosarito. He called, it, he called it the Rosarita Beach Clinic, which was in Tijuana, Mexico. Now this place offered detoxification for not only cancer, but for lupus as well. What miraculous. I know. So he used his quote degree to essentially scam people out of very large sums of money, claiming that he could bring a patient in, who, was, who had cancer into remission if they stayed for three weeks in his clinic. I'm assuming that also means paid for three weeks. Yeah, yes. paid a lot of money Which would that. cost about $6,000. Wow. Now, if you weren't so stingy, he can cure your cancer for $10,000. 
And he had a 90% cure rate for lupus. That's what about right. cancer? Now, a- Wait, he was actually curing people with lupus? He was curing cancer for $10,000 and he was curing 90% of lupus cases. That's okay. what he claimed. Oh, oh, I see. These are all claims. Okay. So now in order to test this, a Los Angeles Times reporter sent him a sample of cat and chicken blood. Now, the whole reason why she did this is because he specifically would test blood for $60 and he would tell you what was wrong with you. And so he tested the cat blood, not knowing that it was cat blood, which apparently is very easy to tell if you study blood. And he told the reporter that that blood contained aggressive cancer and liver problems and that not to worry because with his detoxification program at his clinic, which would only cost about $2,000 a week, in addition to a at-home treatment, which would cost an additional $490 per week, he could cure her. He answered back to the same reporter about the chicken blood that he again tested for $60. And he said that there was very clear evidence of inflammation of the liver and pre-lymphoma. And again, he can cure this with his detoxification program of only $2,000 a week. That's right. Wow, he's such a good guy. Yeah, right? So obviously, you know, he's known as a scam. A couple years later, he founded and operated the Young Life Wellness Center in Chula Vista, California, uh, before a judge shut it down because a complaint was filed against him by the state of California alleging unfair, deceptive, untrue, and misleading advertising and unlawful, unfair, and fraudulent business practices. Uh, based off what? <laughs> You're telling me. I have no idea. Uh, apparently it was because he was advertising that he could cure cancer. And uh, I that don't was, understand. That he, was apparently not. Did he not cure the cat? Uh, I mean, I, he didn't He didn't treat the cat, unfortunately. Because oh, maybe, maybe he could have cured it. Okay. Then in 93, finally, he found his true calling. Young founded the Young Living Essential Oils Company. Oh no. In Utah, yes. So that was in 93. In the year 2000, he opened an additional Young Life Research Clinic, also in Utah, that provided essential oils and alternative therapies to people suffering from a variety of ailments, including depression and cancer. Okay. That's right, obviously he didn't have a license for any of this, so. Right. Things aren't looking good. But I I mean, a lot of like cured people under his belt, it sounds like. Yeah, and and he wasn't the only one working there. He also had another doctor working for him at the clinic. Okay. Now, this doctor, you know, didn't necessarily have a medical license because it had it was suspended, you know, by the state medical board because he was convicted of manslaughter for in, improper treatment and death of a cancer patient. But he was still a doctor before that. You know? Not oh. a very good one, apparently. Okay. And not a very good one. But anywho, it's in the year 2000. Did he drown any babies? Um, No reported baby drownings. Okay. So. All right. Yeah, maybe he moved on from that. All right. In the year 2000, he came up with the raindrop therapy, which is actually an unhealthy amount of oil blends, massage oils, and different essential oils that were applied to your skin. And he claimed that this could fix your scoliosis. Yeah. So I don't know about you guys, but essential oils probably can't fix your scoliosis. Would would it fix my extra vertebrae in my spine? It probably could. But give, get, based, take my money. Based off of what, maybe. We, what we've learned from this man, yeah, yeah, maybe. Take my money and make, it, make my extra vertebrae dissolve. Well, he took this woman's money because he wanted to help her in 2005. Um, but because he injected so much vitamin C into her, she had a near fatal kidney failure. Gosh. That's right. And Ouch. so 
she sued him and he closed his clinic and he opened a new one in Ecuador. Oh. Of course, Ecuador. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Ecuador. That's right. So in 2015, Young Living, right? Back to Young Living Essential Oils, the oh. supplements were tested to see if they contained lead. Eight of the Young Living uh, supplements were found to have extremely high levels of lead. Supplements no. like you swallow it? Like it's a pill? You consume them. Mm-hmm. So after this broke, Gary resigned as the CEO and his wife took over. So clearly he still has no say in the company. Uh, the company faced many lawsuits, FDA, fucking all sorts of shit. Um, apparently misdemeanors for, quote, I'm sorry. Illegal trafficking of certain oils. Illegal trafficking? Yeah. Of what oils? I don't know, Jessica. Obviously lead. Dead cat <laughs> oil? I don't know. <gasps> Like yes. I don't know. Was so the wife who took over the business, is this the wife whose baby he killed or is this another no, wife? No, 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 that was wife number 1. This is wife number 3. There are there this is a third wife. Yeah, he's he's had the third one. This is the third one. We don't oh. know what happened to the second one. Yeah, not not much is there. Okay. So she probably wasn't that great. All right. Uh, or didn't have any babies murdered. Okay. Um in 2017, right? Young Living was reported to have become the largest vendor of essential oils in the United States with over 3 million customers. But similarly, 94% of the 2 million active Young Living members, right? So Young Living ambassadors, just like Sam, <laughs> made less than $1. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. Luckily, though, he, Young, ended up dying in May of 2018. Luckily. Luckily. Sounds like lucky for a lot of people whom <laughs> he could have treated or was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, his wife told press that he died due to complications from a series of strokes. I don't understand. The essential oils did not cure him of this? Uh, well, essential oils can't, can't stop a stroke. Maybe it could have helped his stroke had he applied them during the stroke. Okay. But strokes mm. are fast. There just wasn't enough time. Not enough time to get the essential oils. Okay. However, his son, Sean, he told the press that his father died due to cancer. Ooh. So, oh. So he wasn't able to cure himself? Apparently not. With the oils? The Bummer. oils couldn't cure his cancer. Maybe he had a, a more a different aggressive kind. cancer. Right. Like the cat. An oil-resistant cancer. Yeah. That's a shame. It is a shame. But well, there you have it. Essential oils. Woo. Young living, right? Guy was corrupt as hell. <laughs> shady, shady bastard. Oh, yeah. That is crazy. This was only one reported baby that he murdered. How many other fucking childbirths did he have? But see, like, for what purpose? Like, what, I just want to see if you can continue breathing underwater? No idea. No idea. I mean, I also, guess... Also, you know, allegedly, allegedly, his, you know, dumb family, you know, said, like, oh you're really abusive and aggressive and you threatened us with axes and shit. Like, you know. If he held the daughter under for like an hour, maybe he, his mindset was, oh, it's been in the belly for nine months with not breathing. Maybe it help, happens the same way outside of the belly. Well, see, I understand the difference. What I don't understand is the lack of caution. So you were willing to experiment that way with your own child. For an with hour. With any child. Any child. Like yeah. there should have been a check. Look, yeah. a it check wasn't up, it wasn't like, a it wasn't a cold 30 pool. Thirty seconds in. <laughs> it wasn't a cold pool. It wasn't a pond. It wasn't a river. When you say what if hot it was born tub, into like a hot it sounds No, but a hot tub sounds like a very, very, guys, very guys, hot. Guys, you have the same facts that I do. What if, you know, scientifically he was like, Okay, this hot tub is at ninety eight point six. 
and yeah, sure, still attached by the umbilical cord, but it had been birthed and was no longer inside a uterus. That's enough of a difference to be like, hey, there's a possibility that I'm drowning my child. I, I probably. I feel do like this. you guys aren't really gripping onto the important part of the story. You're focusing on the negative, and not the what not you the should be focusing oils. on is he the positive. Cancer. Was that he was paralyzed for life, <laughs> and he cured himself with essential oils. Right. No, that is what we should. You're right. Okay. Yes. Who's next? Um, Thank let you, me Jacob, see. For, for this this very illuminating yes. tale. I really hope that Sam listens to this episode and feels awakened. She will. She's right. all caught up. Um, I believe next up is Danny. Yeah, that's me. What you got? Hey. So I am. Mine's really not dark. I'm learning. That's okay. That's fine. After okay. listening to Jake's child murder. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like what you're trying to say is that no babies are drowned in yours. No babies are drowned in One mine. baby. Does it take place in the ocean? It is in the ocean. Maybe so things drowned in there, so. A lot of humans drown in the ocean, just not babies. Wow, so a child isn't even human, according <gasps> to Danny. <laughs> I mean, a lot of fish also poop in the ocean. That's true. Uh, no. So I heard oil. And my first thought was, you know, oil, oil rigs. rigs. Uh-huh. And we've all seen the movie. Well, probably not all of us, but I have seen the movie Deepwater Horizon. I have not. With that hot guy, babe, what's his name? Why would you assume that I know his name? It's not Jacob. You, you probably do, though. It's Mark Wahlberg. But, <laughs> but why did you assume? <laughs> you because did know it, though. It was like Because that was like my mom's like favorite actor. Yeah, yeah. It, it was big yoked just after Pain and Gain, Marky Mark. Marky yeah. Mark. Okay. Yeah. So... We saw the movie, and so I Googled and I searched and researched the world's worst offshore oil rig disasters. They're probably gonna be rough. Yes, so I don't have a lot of details or anything. I mostly just have like very factual, this is gonna be very educational, history class type thing here. So the first one that I talk about is the Deepwater Horizon, just to refresh everybody's memory, because this is the apparently like the most known oil rig disaster. Sure, sure. So it happened off the Gulf of Mexico on April 20th of 2010. The explosion that happened on the rig caused the biggest oil spill in the United States history. Oh. It spilled 4 million barrels of oil into the Gulf of Mexico. It's a lot of oil. It's a lot, Jessica. It's a lot of oil. I remember paying a lot for gas in 2010 because of this shit. (laughs) Oh, yes. I do too, even though I didn't Lots of oil was spilled. Very much waste. Probably a lot of fish babies and seal babies. A lot of ducklings dead. needed to be washed in yes, dish soap. with the that dove. Year. That's oh, right, yeah. Dawn dish soap. Ah, uh, Dawn, yes. It was all caused by a sudden rush of gas that was blasted through the concrete core of the well, and it caused the rig to explode. When the rig exploded, after all was said and done, it killed 11 people out of the 126 people on board. So. Really not that deadly, like, eh, like I mean, not really sad. Only like 10% deadly. It's not that bad, honestly. So the rig burned for 36 hours, which I feel like was kind of crazy. It burned for 36 hours and then it eventually was put out and it sank. Um, the damaged well wasn't capped off. So like where the oil was spilling from wasn't capped off until July 15th. So it exploded in April. So oh oil God. was spilling into the Gulf of Mexico from April 20th to July 15th. So many ducks. And that is how 4 million barrels of oil was spilled. Okay. So that one is probably like the most overall crazy just because of how much oil went into the ocean. Like fucking sucks. Completely mm-hmm. wasted oil. 
Right, that could have been, been in my car. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. My okay. plane. Oh no. Um, something. For sure, babe. Okay, so the next one is called the I don't know, I'm probably saying it wrong. Bohai. Bohai two oil it's, it's rig. Bohai. Bohai. Yeah. Fucking Jess. Shh. It's Bohai. <laughs> Stop sneezing. Can you spell that for me? Bohai. B-O-H-A-I. Bohai. 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 That's what you I fucking f- said, you, you assholes. <laughs> I was going to make her say Bohai the entire time. I she did say Bohai. You said, said Bohai. Oh, shit. <laughs> now Stupid I'm confusing idiot. myself in my own, my own fuckery. <laughs> Bohai. So Bohai 2 oil rig disaster. So it was off the Gulf of Bohai, China in November of 1979. So the oil rig was being towed by a ship and a storm hit pretty hard. It caused there to be a puncture hole in the deck and lots of flooding. A puncture hole? Yeah, so something, the oil rig, you Maybe know, it stuff, it knocked something and ended up puncturing really bad. So there was really, really strong winds, really big waves. There yeah. was a puncture hole, so there was a lot of flooding. Yeah. And 72 out of 76 crew <gasps> died. Oh my God. So only four people survived. When Once it capsized, at the end of the day, 72 people died. Dang. And here's this, when, where was the rig located? Was it mid, like, open ocean? I think it was just open ocean because it's really fucking far out there. No one's getting their calls of distress. And They're even when far, they I'm are, pretty sure they helicopter you out. They can't them. get you fast enough. So here's where, like, the kicker is. It turns out that it was because the tow, the tow people, like, the ship that was towing the rig, they didn't follow the storm procedures, like, the safety procedures, that there was clearly a storm coming. It was crazy. And there's a specific safety procedures that you have to follow in order to tow properly in a storm, I guess. Yeah. And it was because they didn't follow the procedures that it basically, that this whole thing happened. They basically, the tower people fucked up. Okay. And therefore the rig sunk. And Too unstable. Yeah. And there was so just something wrong just with it. There's just a domino mm-hmm. effect after that. And so 72 people died because of basically like human fuck up. That's so terrible. I know. So the rig was salvaged by the Yantai, Yanti, Yantai, I don't know, salvage company in April of 1981. So it sunk in 79, was salvaged in 1981. So it didn't, I guess, stay at the bottom of the ocean for too long. But I thought that was just so sad that it's, it's because of someone's easy, probably, very fix sad, yeah, that all of these people died. So the next one is the Glomar Java Sea drill ship disaster. Okay. So it that was sounds in, like a very expensive beverage. Um, the Glomar no. Java Sea. No, but you can request at Starbucks. It now. does. They, yeah, they it does get a like drink a very, made after it. Very specific drink order. Yeah. Well, it was a. What are we talking about? Oil rig <laughs> in South China Sea, and this event happened on October twenty fifth of nineteen eighty three. So it overturned and sank during a tropical storm that was named Lex. Um, they experienced winds up to 140 kilometers per hour before completely losing contact. So they had been in contact with can land. You, can you say that in American? Uh, no, I'm not going to do that math right now, baby. I don't understand what that means. Yeah, what is a what is a kilometer? A, <laughs> a kilometer? Really fucking tall waves, babe. Okay. If, Thank you. If I were you, if you're as confused as Jacob, because some of you may be, 
I would just, you know, do a quick little Google search. search. Yeah, just a little, you know, yeah. maybe So jump it's on 140 kilometers per hour winds. So I'm assuming like crazy fucking winds, okay? Because yeah. it's a tropical storm. And then, so they were in contact with the people on land, basically like distress signaling, letting them know like, hey, shit's going down. We're having these crazy winds. And then apparently, according to the people that were on land getting these calls from them, they randomly out of nowhere just completely lost contact and they couldn't contact them anymore. So oh, that's scary. It Yelled was at. super sudden. Um, so unfortunately, the rig was found upside down, <gasps> very, very far from the drill site. Oh so like God. it detached and went very fucking far. There were no survivors. Oof. No, oh, that's so sad. And there were 81 crew and only 36 bodies were recovered. Oof. Oh my God. So the storm must have been so fucking crazy that the rest of the, the remaining bodies were just either at filled the, up with water. Yeah, at the bottom or... of the ocean or maybe way there was like a shark far. feeding frenzy. Maybe a shark feeding frenzy or the winds and crazy waves like pushed them way like farther away than they were looking. Right. I don't know, but whew, that one was also fucking oh, rough. No sucks. survivors. And they were asking for help, but before, I mean, I feel like it happened so quickly that they ask for help and. No one can get to them in time, especially in the middle of a storm. No one's going to grab a helicopter. So the next one is Ocean Range Oil Rig. So it was in the Canadian Atlantic Ocean. So cold water. Yes. And it happened on February 15th, 1982. So winter, cold water. Yes. Not going to be a good time. Ouch. So there was a strong storm that developed winds of, again, I apologize, in kilometers per hour. It's 190 kilometers per hour. That's more than 140. That's Thanks, a lot. Babe. It's, this one's crazier. Bigger storm. And this one gave me the waves. The waves were up to 20 meters high. Which, you, okay, we've all seen a I, fucking meter can stick, we, babe. Can we talk in English, though? I can honestly just Jessica, so can you just Google this for somebody? Let me I do may. conversion. So 190 kilometers is about equivalent to 118.06 miles per hour. Thank you. So really fucking wow. fast. That is very fast. Thank you. And what about, can someone convert the 20 meters, please? Meters to feet. I it want, is I want it. 65,616 feet and 9.575 inches. 20 oh, meters? No, 20. 20, 20 kilometers? 20, no, meters, not kilometers. Oh. Meters. So, so 20, 20 meters. 20 meters is actually 65 feet. Yes. I was like, damn, this wave was taller than Everest. <laughs> <laughs> so 60 meters that's is, still, or 60 feet is, or 65 feet is still incredible. fucking. That's incredible. So these waves are going fucking cray cray. The winds are going cray cray. And so, unfortunately for this one, oh God, it's just so unfortunate. A below deck window got crashed into, Ooh. like opened, and so now it's just flooding water. They can't, they can't put a like put anything in the hole. It's just flooding. Can't they can't, it. they can't plug that hole. <laughs> they can't plug that hole, so it's flooding, and so they immediately began evacuating. But only one lifeboat successfully launched. <gasps> I feel like so many of the stories that I read, because I, I read a lot more stories than I'm actually going to talk about, and so many of them, people died because of lifeboat error. And I'm yeah. like, for goodness sakes, like, isn't the lifeboat supposed to be what saves people? Like, think so, about the Titanic, people. Okay, so only one lifeboat successfully launched with 36 crew members on the lifeboat. And unfortunately, at least 20 crew members sank with the ship. Uh, the lifeboat was in the water and it was seen during the rescue. So they came to rescue, was like searching in the darkness, but they couldn't reach the lifeboat. I don't know 
what exactly the details were for why they couldn't get to this lifeboat. But it, was I'm it a, the sixty thousand foot waves? I'm assuming that might have been part of it, or yeah. it could be seaweed. Or seaweed. They couldn't get through the seaweed. A sea monster. Maybe? A sea monster, perhaps, was threatening them. Not sure. But okay. for some reason, they were able to, I'm assuming, with binoculars, see the lifeboat with 36 people. Like night vision type. Yeah. You say it, it sounded like it was really dark. I, I assume think this it was, was happening yeah, at night. It was nighttime. Okay. And so I'm assuming that people came, like another ship heard their distress signals, like came to rescue them, could see the lifeboat, couldn't reach them, and they were never. Oh, that's so sad. Wait, wait, so all 36 that made it away still died? Yes, so in total, in total on the rig was 84 crew and they were all presumed dead. Look, I mean, you've killed how many people in your stories? A lot of people, but no babies. Only one died in mine. That's still really dark. You were like, I don't know that mine's that dark. Like, lots of people are dying. Well, I told you that a lot of people died, just no baby death, so. Yeah, but how many of them had babies, Danny? That they're now growing up without dads. <laughs> Fuck, Jake. Daddy issues, not my problem. Yeah. Okay. The next one. Yikes. Alexander L. Keeland was like the name of the rig. It was in the Norwegian North Sea, and this occurred on March 27th, 1980. So this one, I'm kind of confused. I'm trying to like picture the setup in my mind. There's the drilling platform. Okay. And then obviously like there's where all the crew lived and like stayed. But normally I feel like, well, because I watched Deepwater Horizon, I feel like I have a vision in my head of like how that was. And it was like all on the same platform. Like there's like the drilling platform and then there's all of like the crew headquarters and stuff. Just underneath it or on top or what? I think on top of it, like is where all the crew live. Around it. Yeah, well around it. But like all on the same like platform. Platform, yeah. Like that's all in the same area where like you could walk from one to the other super easy. So this one, it was kind of explained as like the drilling platform was one entity and what they called the floating hotel was another entity and they were attached with a bridge and they called it a flotel (laughs) because it was a floating hotel. And so it seems like that's where all the crew headquarters were and there was a bridge attached to the drill headquarters. So I feel like this is a much larger rig than like maybe you're typically picturing. Maybe, I'm having trouble imagining what that looks like, but I mean. It's, I feel like an oil, it's just confusing altogether because it's just out in the middle of the ocean. It's not a boat. It's, it's difficult. Attached. It's difficult to understand how they even stay above water. To be honest, right? But still, be- yeah. yeah. But at least, at least they're not crossing this bridge in like the middle of the ocean where there's like insanely high winds and waves and stuff. Shut up, Jake. So <laughs> the flotel and the drilling platform have like cables that connect them to the seafloor. How? It- like anchors? I. I genuinely think there's things like drilled into the seafloor so deeply that they're able to attach hooks onto them and like anchor themselves anchor themselves permanently so it's not like an anchor on a boat where like if there's big winds you could it'll move cuz like I've been on a boat with an anchor down if there's big big tides like it's going to move yeah the, these are permanent like permanently in the exact same spot where they're not going to move okay so of course there's a storm again lots of storms out in the ocean and what? out of nowhere <laughs> the like anchors or the connected like cables snapped all of them snapped they're no longer attached to the seafloor okay there are now waves that are up to 12 meters high which are not quite as high as the ones from the previous story a little bit less and the evacuation started immediately and here again with the fucked lifeboats it says that several lifeboats failed to launch only 89 people survived which is a lot of people, right? 89 people compared to the last story, everyone fucking died. 89 people survived, but 123 died. 
Jesus. Those are 40 foot waves, by the way. 12 meters is 40 feet. So it's like you're in the middle of the ocean where in, so like in my brain, when you're at the beach, you see these waves coming as like you're standing on the sand, right? Imagine being out in the ocean where there's no land. You're just standing on this thing drilled into the floor of the ocean. Well, I guess we don't want, let's not imagine because that's awful. I will not imagine that, no. But there are these waves that are genuine, just going completely over the oil rig and just completely taking it down and it's just drowning everybody. Oh, there's some like crazy videos out there. There's even a, a TikTok account. I don't remember his name, but I did follow him for a while when I still had TikTok. So this account, it had a lot of videos of showing these like insanely high waves crashing over the top of this like cargo ship. Mm-hmm. Just insane. It's insane mm-hmm. to see. And the open ocean is incredibly scary to me. So mm-hmm. just the idea of any of this happening. My story will also be about an oil rig. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate it. I hate imagining. Oh, I know. Well, just being out in the middle of the ocean gives me the heebie-jeebies, period. Jake wants to maybe go on a cruise together. And I'm like, I I don't think I can do that because you don't see land. You just go out into nowhere. The difference between being on a cruise and being and working on an oil rig. Okay. (laughs) Is that I can not only be clean the entire time, but I can be intoxicated and it's accepted. You could also get away with murder because it's international waters. And there's this no, is good to there know. There are no established laws. This is good to know. Watch yourself, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I regardless love being in the center of the ocean or the ocean in general, honestly, except for very few spots, like freaks me out. There are weird animals in there. Imagine just being in the center of it where if you jump off, like so many of these people in my stories are just jumping and hoping to survive in the water. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is below you? lots of shit. So my last and final story is called Piper Alpha. This is the deadliest offshore rig accident in history. I don't have a lot of facts on it. There was very few like actual stated facts about it. It's one of those like it's an interesting story, but you would have to dedicate much more time. Exactly. Like I would have had to dig real deep to get much more from this. And a lot of these stories even state like not many more real facts known because the people that were there for the actual accident are dead. Mm-hmm. Like no one survived. So how can we really know other than it, looking at the oil rig and how it was destroyed, they right. can probably decide, oh, this blew up or this storm caused it's, X, Y, Z. It's a lot of educated guesses. Exactly. So there really just aren't a lot of facts about most of these oil rig stories, period. But this one, I have very few things to say other than it was the deadliest accident. So it was in the UK North Sea in 1988. The There were explosions that followed a few gas leaks. So there were gas leaks that led to explosions happening on the oil rig, and it killed 167 people. Yikes. And that is the deadliest offshore rig accident in history. My How many people again? 167. Oh my goodness. So that is just, that's just crazy. That's why these jobs pay so much because not only well, are and you when you're employed by them you're given a fat life insurance policy yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. me and jake were just talking about this how like when you're in a line of work where like you dying is a there's a high probability, possibility yeah. of you dying like you're gonna get compensated for that mm-hmm. and your family's gonna get taken care of and i was yeah. like jake i don't give yeah. a fuck unless you signed your soul over to the united states military in which case you are not compensated <laughs> you are not compensated well <laughs> also true much about that <laughs> anyway, that was my, those were my few factual little stories. I Dang. guess darker than I guess I thought at the beginning until I'm reading them those out loud. Those are dark. Those are really dark. And I'm realizing these numbers are really freaking big. Like the death toll, like after my whole story is several hundred. 
I didn't. But I didn't no hear, dead babies. I didn't hear anybody in your stories being cured of paralysis <laughs> or cancer or lupus. Yeah, didn't hear any of that. I only heard negative. Yeah, if any of the people in your stories had lupus, it didn't matter because they drowned. It's true. Yeah. They didn't have any essential oils to cure them. Very dark. They the, had a different dark. kind of oil. Honestly, if they would have had a diffuser on their ship, on their rig, maybe things would have been different. <laughs> you think so? Maybe. <laughs> maybe it would have calmed the waves. Just like, you know, diffuse some lavender oil and yeah. they probably would have been fine. Probably, probably could have, you know, if you put like two drops of fucking lavender on your tongue, you probably could have survived in the cold water for longer. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. I, I would ask Young, you should, you should but he's it. dead. Well, all right. Thank you, Danny, so You're much. Welcome. Those were incredibly horrifying. Awful. Um, I guess we shall move into our break now. Yeah. Yeah, it's break. Break it's time. break time. That's enough break. Uh, Danny. Yeah. Do you want to spin the wheel? Do you want to spin the wheel or you want to sit there like a. Go on. Like a uh-huh. pretty fiance. Just, mm-hmm. just spin the wheel, please. I'd love to spin the wheel. Nice. Yeah, nice. Thanks. Average spin. Could have been faster. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. All right, guys. Danny. You're up first. You got to fight a horror movie villain to the death. Who do you choose? Honestly, I don't want to fight any of them because I'm going to die. So you just choose death. What about Chucky? He's a doll. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> he's creepy, though. Can well, I just, sure, but like, can I just die or can I just choose to like die peacefully rather than no, no. fight them and if be you, in pain? If you choose none of them, then they all take turns stabbing you. <laughs> so okay, the okay, answer's okay. no. The answer's no. Can I? Okay, I'm going to choose to fight the villain from Scream. Oh, that was mine. Ghostface. Uh, 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 but wait, from the first movie, not the most recent one, because the most recent one. Don't he no gets, spoilers. No, it's okay. Okay. He just he gets really gory. It was and very the brutal. Kills, oh, I the see. kills are ten times more brutal. Okay. So I'm gonna go with Ghostface the, from the first Ghostface from number one. Okay. Scream number right. one, because he was. Maybe a little nicer with his no. murders. He also, he was much more experimental because like there was no way you could have predicted that like waiting for a high school girl to squeeze her giant titties through a dog door yeah, and yeah. then raising the garage door would kill her. Exactly. So. No, you're yeah. right. That's, that's a good choice. Well Thank done. You. Thank well, you. Well, plus like Ghostface just trips and falls and gets knocked out constantly. True. So safe bet. Safe bet. Well, since mm-hmm. I can't choose Ghostface, um, I'm going to choose... Someone who I feel like I could easily outrun. All of them. The Blob. I was thinking, um, what, Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy? You think you could outrun him easily? Yeah. Okay. So I could just run away until I eventually find a weapon. Okay. Because I'm not an idiot. I'm not like those those stupid, you know, big tittied girls who hide from him and then just get fucking chainsawed. They run to the slaughterhouse? Yeah. Yeah, that won't be me. Okay. I'm just going to keep fucking running. Jessica Biel did not have big titties. That's probably why she survived. That's why they showed her nipples. Okay. Did they do that? Are you sure? Yeah, she was wearing a white shirt and she was very wet. I see. And so you could see her nipples. I wouldn't have remembered that, but it makes sense that you did. Yes. I watched that movie in middle school <laughs> and I loved it for obvious reasons. Of course. Jessica Biel is hot. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Oh, okay. All eyes on me. Yeah, you got to choose one. Um, 
The one horror movie that I liked was Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> so you're That's, fighting snakes. No, no, no. I love I love Snakes on a Plane just because of Samuel L. Jackson. Um, but if I had to choose one to fight, it'll probably Annabelle. Ah, um, okay. a possessed doll. Interesting. She's a creepy yes, bitch. Yeah. Oh, very creepy. I went to watch one of the movies for my birthday, and she was makes super you great. hallucinate things, doesn't she? And somebody brought an Annabelle doll to the movie theater. Well, isn't that canon that she can make you hallucinate things? Yes. So you want to fight that? That's what you want? Yeah. I just got to make sure I have like a like a few things like, you know, holy water, maybe throw a cross on her, hopes it burns. And then, you know, she moves. So somehow trick her into getting into like a like a protected room. room. Yeah. You have like a little like rabbit trap or something. Not, yes. not that I'm not confident in your skills, but I'm pretty sure you're dead. Oh, I'm OK with that. OK. Like, but again, at least she tried. She and tried not her being best. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. Right. That's not me judging. I'm pretty sure I would die as well oh, facing yeah. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. But yeah, at least I would have like tried to like come up with some kind of scheme. I'm also pretty sure you would die. Thanks, I, Jessica. Just I mean, because the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre doesn't have to run. He just walks and catches up to you. His name is Leatherface. Leatherface, there we go, thanks. Because yes. he wears someone else's face over his face. Yeah, the skin. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ooh, I think I saw a movie about that, about that right? <gasps> Isn't there like two of them? Isn't there a movie An where someone story? takes their face Stop it. Ew. Yes. Anyway. (laughs) I know there's a story about someone like hanging skin as a shower curtain. There's a story about that. That'd be my skin. I got nice skin. Leatherface would use my skin for his shower curtain. Danny, can you confirm? He would stretch my skin into like a really like soft leather. Mm. And it would be a really nice decoration. I don't know. (laughs) Cannot confirm nor deny. Um, I actually feel like I could take on Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Oh my God. Anyone can. That's what I'm that saying. That barely counts. But like they, like it was dependent on them being out like in the winter air, you know? Yeah. He obviously had the normal strength of a man. He was able to kill someone with an ax, another grown man, you know? Yeah. I'm but a- I'm pretty sure I could outsmart him because he was fucking dumb. And his like, okay, I hate but- to say this, but like his cow, his very, very excitable and kind of weak wife was able to lock him in a pantry. Yeah. And also, you know, escape him in her bathroom and then a window. I do think I could take him on because but do you I, think you would survive the old saggy titted saggy titted witch woman? I wouldn't have gone in that room. So but, yeah. But let's probably. just say you did. But I wouldn't, so would you have that's survived? How, that's how I would have survived by not going because I'm not attracted to women. So when she was like, Look at how not actually sexy I am as I walk out of this bathtub, I'd have been like, I don't give a fuck about that and I would have left. See? That's just how I like lived. That. That's how I lived. But what about the man in the bear suit that was giving oral to the other dude? That would have been difficult to resist, Jacob. I don't yes. think you would have resisted. <laughs> but I do think I would have survived. Um, and if Jack Nicholson was all I had to worry about, I think I'd be okay. Okay. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Well, me and May are dead. Yeah. Danny probably. has a slight chance. Jessica has a decent chance. Yeah. But at the same time, if I was to get Annabelle, like, just pawn her off to someone else. Just, you could do you that, think, too. You think you could just sell her? Dead. You're dead. You're already dead. Hey, look at that. May, it, it's your turn. It's my turn? Just in time. <gasps> Tell us about oil. So, yes, mine has to do about oil, but it's also more of a fraud. Okay. So this kind of happened between like 1849 and 1882. Um, around that time, about 180,000 Chinese immigrants traveled to the United States from like poor Southern China and stuff like that. Like rural areas. Yes. Um, and they brought with them 
um, like a lot of them came like from poor families and they signed like um, indentured servitude to um, American families when they came for like little to almost no money. And they took took advantage of them, yes. I assume. Oh, yes. Um, but with it, with their immigration, they brought over Chinese snake oil. Ah. I didn't know they had snakes in China. It was made from the Chinese water snake, which was rich with omega-3 acid that helped to reduce inflammation in joints and stuff. Nice. Shoulders, um, knees, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, snake oil worked effectively in its original form, which was like the Chinese water snake, um, and used to treat arthritis and bursitis. Okay. Um, which is inflammation of a bursa. Bursitis. Yes, that. Got it. Um, Bursa is a closed, fluid-filled sac that worked as a cushion and gliding surface to reduce friction between tissues, examples, joints in the shoulders, knees, hips, elbows, etc. So, like, a lot of people were, like, obviously arthritis, um, so they they basically just lathered their joints. Mm -hmm. With snake oil. With snake oil. With the snake oil. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. original snake oil. Right, the water snake oil. Yes, um, so it was used in ancient Asia and then was shared with the American counterparts um, because they're like, hey, you know, if this is if this is what is happening to you, like maybe this will help. Right. So how did Chinese water snake oil become a symbol for fraud? You might ask. I would ask that. Yes. Well, first it was used as a derogatory phrase in the late half of the 19th century and that saw a drastic rise of quote-unquote patent medicines often found on the back of newspapers Um, that's the most reliable place to find them so Mm -hmm. advertised as these quote-unquote tonics promise to cure a wide variety of ailments which include chronic pain headaches female complaints and also kidney trouble Okay. okay. I do have a lot of complaints as a female. It's, a, it's all just going to be opium. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, because of all the false advertisements, the cures began to be referred as snake oil. Americans had to come up with their own version of snake oil because Chinese water snakes were not native to America. Mm-hmm. So for some odd reason, they decided to use rattlesnakes instead of water moccasins or something that might have been very similar. Okay. They're both snakes, so. You don't know about the western. Water, snake, rattle, snake. There's just a couple of letters that are changed. The same amount of syllables, so it's probably the same. So, Clark Stanley, a.k.a. the Rattlesnake King, he claimed he learned about the rattlesnake oil from Hopi medicine men, which is Hopi men are Native American healers. Oh, Okay, so they were using rattlesnake oil to cure their ills? Yes. Okay. According to the small article that I was reading. I see. Stanley, in front of a large live crowd, took out a live rattlesnake out of a bag and sliced it open down the middle. Oh. He then dunked it and held it into a boiling pot of water. Ew. Wait, with his bare hand? According to to the article. Okay. He used snake oil. But to he protect can't, he his can't be burned <laughs> he, okay. he and everyone watched the fat rise to the surface of the water from the cut open snake. Okay. He skimmed up the fat and used it to create his signature brand, Stanley Snake Oil. All right. 
So that's that's how Snake so Oil. So he revealed his secrets very very readily. Yes, and a lot of people apparently bought it up. Okay, like a lot. Yeah, but there were two big problems with Stanley's Snake Oil. Okay, to start off with, it was not as not as effective as the Chinese water snake oil. It also did not contain as much acid as the Chinese oil did. No omega three. No, not not a lot of it. Okay. Um, the Chinese oil contained almost triple the amount of the vital acid as did the rattlesnake oil, according to psychiat- psychiatrist. Thank you, psychiatrist and researcher Richard Coonan. Okay. Apparently, not enough acid to get into them joints to make that inflammation stop. Mm, Makes sense. Yes. Um, the other problem was that Stanley's oil did not contain any trace of snake oil at all. Wait, but it was the snake fat. Um, according to the PFDA, which is Pure Food and Drug Act of 1906, um, they did not find any trace of snake oil in all the bottles that he was creating. Oh my God, it was piss. <laughs> he was selling them bottles of piss. They started to tighten up on the sales of patent medicines, and that's what led to his undoing, because they started to dig into his his ingredients. Stupid government. For real, federal investigators found that Stanley's snake oil contained primarily mineral oil, which is believed to derive from beef fat, red peppers, and turpentine. Oh, yikes. And people who don't know what turpentine is, is a semi-fluid substance consisting of resins dissolved in volatile oil. It's fucking paint thinner is what it is. Yeah, that sounds not so safe to ingest. I mean, dude, you ever open a bottle of that shit? You get high. Oh, yeah. Just breathing it in. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So that's around that time was when it was speculated that snake oil became the symbol of fraud. My goodness. It was used in a few poems and plays like the poem of John Brown's Body by Stephen Vincent Benet and The Iceman Cometh by Eugene O'Neill. Nice. That like the nightman cometh. I think I don't know. She doesn't it watch. Sounds, it's it always. Like she doesn't watch. It's always sunny. That's always sunny in Philadelphia. We're talking. We're not talking about always sunny. We're talking about the nightman cometh. Okay. That. Okay. It was an incredible play. It was also an episode of and the a show. musical. It was the episode of his show. Okay. Anyway, back to May's story. Stop interrupting. So yeah, that's how it became a symbol for fraud. Now, anybody else wondering what happened to Clark Stanley? Yeah. Uh, what happened to him? Because, like, did the turpentine not cure his ills? No, totally not. All right. Um, overdose. He was fined $20, which Whoa. was probably, like, a lot. It's equal to about $429 in today's money. Okay, so Still not so not bad. Not so bad. Um, for violating the PFDA and, quote-unquote, misbranding his product by fraudulently and falsely representing it as a remedy for pains and aches. Okay. And he okay. didn't dispute the charges because he knew he was wrong. So he, he just probably kinda, made so much money who who gave a shit. Okay, he could pay the twenty dollars. Um, right. So now in today's time, snake oil salesman is an umbrella term to describe scammers, con artists, and peddlers of any product with little value. It's very likely he was not the only one doing that. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but he was the big name. He's the one who branded it first. Right, right, right. So he got the fall. Hmm. Interesting. Good to know. So if you get if you get told that you are a snake, snake oil salesman, don't take that as good. a compliment. Yeah, I would take that as a fucking compliment if we're being honest. <laughs> so are you a con artist? Is that what you're telling you're us? The kind if of I was an artist, would, yes. you're the kind of person who would sell me paint thinner to cure my cancer. 
No, I would sell you essential oils. <laughs> no, it's the essential oil of snake oil. Essential snake oil. Asc- that new company called it <laughs> trademark. Well, thank you, May. Yes. I'm glad to know the origins of that term. And now I'm pretty excited to move into my story. Give yeah, us I heard spice. you I heard you were going to devastate us. You're going to be devastated. This is rough. Gosh, yeah. Danny, meaning like phone. it was difficult for me to read. I was googling something very important. What was it? Yeah, what were you googling? Nothing. <laughs> you got to speak up. She was Danny. probably looking up porn. Oh my god, were you looking up fucking cocks? Yes. <laughs> so, I also did some notes on an oil rig, just one. Just one. My notes are a bit long, so this might be kind of a longer episode for you guys. I hope that's okay. Um, and we get a little historical and very scientific. Ew. But I promise it's interesting. Okay. Okay? I don't like science. Okay. Don't put me to sleep, Jess. No, you're right, Jacob. It'll be rough for you considering, you know, how difficult it is for things to hold your attention if there isn't a lot of, oh, I guess I can't say color. <laughs> wow. Um, Damn. Wow. You know what? Just read your little your little story. Okay. All right. So we begin in an oil rig in the Frigg gas field in the Norwegian sector of the North Sea. One of your stories took place Ooh, in the Norwegian sector of the North, did. North Sea. Uh, so this oil rig was originally built as the deep sea driller. That was its, na- its name. It's now called the Byford Dolphin. Oh, no actual dolphins in this story. I know. Are you sure? Yes. The title was very confusing, but that is just the name of the rig. You told me don't talk about dolphins. I said don't talk about the Biford dolphin accident. That's what I said. Yeah, but all I read was dolphins. I know. I know you read it that way and understood that it was about dolphins. Yeah. But that's not what it's about. Okay. The Biford dolphin was a semi-submersible column stabilized drilling rig operated by Dolphin Drilling, which is why it was called the Biford Dolphin. So it was equipped with advanced drilling equipment, and it was considered the first of its class in a series of drilling rigs designed by the Acre Group in 1974. Um, And it was originally considered to have met very strict levels of certification under Norwegian law, considered very safe. It checked all the boxes, but it would eventually be banned in Norwegian waters. Why? Well, let's get into that. Oh, yeah, tell me more. So like I said, we're gonna get a little scientific. Okay. Okay. Bear with me because I had a little trouble wrapping my head around this as well. In order to conduct offshore oil and gas operations, obviously this requires construction and maintenance of equipment at extreme depths. This can often be as deep as 50 meters, which is 164 feet deep. Okay. That doesn't seem like a lot. Doesn't because sound like that much. If you imagine that sort of that sort of number from the surface of like the ground up into the air, it's not that bad. Yeah. But when you're underwater, you need to consider pressure, how much weight, how much water is above Mm -hmm. you. That can get very complicated in order for the human body to be able to handle that. You need to descend and ascend very cautiously. Oh yeah. You can get the bends. Exactly. So you would have to move in very small increments Uh, allowing the body to adjust and properly decompress or else get compression sickness, which is often known as the bends. Thank you, Jacob. Which you can die from. You can. Uh, As a diver descends, the pressure around them increases, owing to the weight of the ocean pressing onto their bodies. What they usually do in order to counter this is uh, introduce into your breathing apparatus uh, chemicals like nitrogen, which are breathed in until they are dissolved into your tissues in your body, 
which sounds like it's not a good thing, but it actually helps with the decompression, helps you to withstand it. Um, the pressure causes a change in the mixture you're breathing. So in your gas tank and stuff like that. And that's why as you are, if you were a deep diver, as you're descending your nitrogen to other, whatever else is mixed into your breathing apparatus, obviously oxygen is gonna be one of those. The pressure changes that. You will have to stop after so many feet to adjust it and then continue. It's Uh, very tedious. Or else you just breathe in nothing but nitrogen and fucking die. So when you get the bends, is when the change in pressure happens too fast. So dissolved nitrogen in your tissues will form bubbles if you don't do this correctly. Mm-hmm. And what that could mean is potentially life-threatening things. It can cause excruciating pain. It can cause confusion, paralysis, and even death, as Jacob said. Um, in order to recover from this, it can require very long stints in a recompression chamber to readjust based on the based on the severity of your decompression sickness. Okay. I so heard can, paralysis in there. That's one of them. So they can just use some essential oils. Maybe. Maybe they cure can. It. I don't or, know if they've tried that. snake oil. Maybe. I don't know if anyone's tried it. Now, for large oil mining rigs that require almost constant work on equipment on the seafloor, they need a way to avoid these long periods of waiting for divers to make their way slowly to the bottom and adjusting their compression and nitrogen levels and that sort of thing. It's very tedious. So the U.S. Navy found a radical solution. Um, they came up with something called the Genesis Project in the 1950s. Okay. And their solution was simply to keep divers under extreme pressure 24-7. Oh. Well, yeah, then now they're used to it. Yeah, it makes sense. Can't get the bends if there's no bending, you know? Right. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Yeah. So 24-7, um, this technique is actually called saturation diving because what they are being saturated with is nitrogen or I can't remember what else. I think it's helium is another thing they can use in their breathing mixtures. So that they float? So to and maintain their resistance to the pressure, I guess. It involves, so saturation diving specifically involves staying under pressure for so long that your bodily tissues become in equilibrium with the gases in your breathing mixture, like I said, that could be helium or nitrogen, and then staying under that pressure for long periods of time. Are you saying all of this to say that there were people living at the bottom of the ocean underneath an oil rig? There are, now. Jesus Christ. And under these conditions. So these divers will leave the safety of dry land and enter pressurized living quarters before they descend. Living quarters they're actually in are also also pressurized. Yeah. So they're not gonna get the bends going from the water itself to the living quarters. Right. It's specially designed, or it's supposed to be, in order to help them survive that sort of change. Once they are saturated with whatever chemicals are mixed into their breathing mixtures, which are also pumped into this chamber, they will stay under this pressure until their tour of duty is over and then they will decompress. This can take weeks, it can take months, it just depends on who's volunteering for what and how long they're deciding to go down there. Mm -hmm. Which brings us to our story. The dolphins. Saturday, November 5th, 1983. It's 4 a.m. Four divers were in a decompression chamber system attached to, this is sort of giving you a map of what this sort of chamber looks like. It's very cramped. Their cots are very small, just enough for them to be able to stretch out on them. It's very narrow. 
Here's a little diagram. Maybe Jacob could give a better description as to like how big that would be. All right. So if I had to guess, I would say that's the size of like two really decent closets. <laughs> right. So for this case, there were two chambers in order to house four divers, uh -huh. as well as two, what are they called? They're basically diver support, dive tenders, I guess. So the decompression chamber system that they would use to go in and out of the water is attached by a trunk, which is more like a really small hallway, very narrow hallway, almost like a tunnel. Okay. Um, to what's called a diving bell on the rig. That is the actual chamber they would enter into from the water in order to get to the chambers themselves. Um, and these two dive tenders are the ones who would run the procedure to make sure they can do this safely. Um, so the four divers were Edwin Coward. He was 35, British. Roy Lucas, also British, 38. Bjorn Gaverbergersen. He was Norwegian. Ah. He was 29. There's also Truls Hellevik. He was Norwegian. He was also 34. The procedure they were doing was routine. They were done with their day of work, and they were just going into their chambers to rest. It was the end of the day. And that's Nothing. when the dolphins attacked? When the event occurred, Edwin and Roy were in chamber one, resting, and Bjorn and Truls were in chamber two, entering after a day of work. They were not resting. They had just entered and were standing. Chamber two was connected to the diving bell by the trunk, which I mentioned, which is kind of like a tunnel, small sort of narrow tunnel. The bell would attach and be secured by a clamp operated by two diving tenders, which are the assistants. They are William Crammond and Martin Saunders. The pressure must be very carefully balanced in order to ensure that the diving bell can be disconnected from the chamber system. The tenders were in charge of this procedure and the steps were as follows. There were five. Step one, the diving bell door is closed. Simple. Step two, pressure is increased in the diving bell to seal the door shut. Okay. Step three, chamber one is closed off from the trunk. Step four, the trunk is depressurized to a standard one atmosphere. And step five, the clamp is released, freeing the diving bell from the chamber itself. Okay. Or the trunk, which connected it to the chamber. So during this routine procedure, it's believed that one of the tenders, Cremond, made a fatal error between steps two and three. Okay. This was as the chamber door was being closed. So step two, Pressure is increased in the diving bell to seal the door shut. And step uh -huh. three, chamber one is closed off from the trunk. However, the theory is that Crammond unexpectedly jumped to step five and released the diving bell clamp. Oh. The trunk was now open to the environment and the chamber, which had a huge pressure difference. And the result was an explosive decompression. How explosive? Ouch. All four divers were exposed to a pressure gradient far too extreme for the human body to withstand, resulting in their immediate and violent deaths. Oof. The air rushing out of the trunk forced the diving bell from its position, striking the diving tenders, killing one and severely injuring the second due to the speed of the incident. It is expected that all the divers passed away instantaneously and painlessly. However, 
The fates of the four divers inside are considered to be the most gruesome. Why? The most gruesome in history, actually. Why? The pressure differential caused three of the divers' blood to flash boil. Oh. Oh, goodness. Shit. The fourth, who happened to be standing right in front of the trunk, which was the passage to the diving bell. The rushing air forced his body through the gap, which was a diameter of 24 inches long, perhaps a radius, not quite sure on that. However, the pressure still, regardless of the exact measurement, bent him in half and launched his internal organs and body parts up to 10 meters, which is 30 feet away from where this happened. The only parts that remained attached to him were his trachea, a section of small intestine, and a bit of his thoracic spine. Fuck. Oh, gods. Oh, damn. The medical examiners described some of the organs to be so intact, it was as if dissected out of his body. So serving as a stark reminder of the dangers of saturation diving, the Biford Dolphin accident resulted in the formation of the North Sea Divers Alliance, which was created from the relatives of the victims, and the following report determined the cause of death to be human error, but the Alliance filed a lawsuit claiming that there was insufficient safety equipment on board, and it took 26 years before a report found that the chambers contained faulty equipment that led to this accident. Oh no. Fuck yeah. Suggesting that Cremond wasn't actually responsible, and then the relatives received compensation for their loss. Good. But I have a picture. Oh. Yes. Of yes. Diver 4, who this... was standing in front of the opening. Yes. And the like depressurization happened. Yes, whip it out. It is not pretty. So Even prepare better. yourselves. Are you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm game. Show me first. Okay. But I'm right here. Shut up. <gasps> oh my god. Oh. oh. Gosh, that poor oh, man. Can I, can I have that? Just yeah. zoom in a little bit. Yeah. They tried to piece him back. Oof. They tried. It could be in well, some fish's stomach. It was also in the ocean, right? So, I mean, it's floating around. That ha- Oh. Wow. Dude, this guy got destroyed. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's nasty. Yeah. May I see? Yes, you may. Wow. What should people Google if they want to see that? Biford dolphin accident. That's all I had to Google. Okay. So the Biford dolphin accident. Biford is spelled B-Y-F-O-R-D. Jesse. I know. That's gross. Okay, I know. So it's that poor guy. I know. That All poor family that had to see it like that, though? Oh. Imagine if they had to uh, try to identify. Impossible. One person, one of those dive tenders, uh, did survive. <gasps> so he, I mean, I it, the shock was so incredible. I highly doubt he like watched what happened or remembers yeah. anything, but he survived it. So this picture only has four fingers on the one hand. Yeah, there's a lot missing from Dang. those those pieces collected. That's nasty. That's pretty gross. Yeah. Um. Apparently, the scene on the inside of the chambers, the bodies after their bodies after their their blood had flash boiled, was not much better than that. I could imagine. Um, and for those of you who are a little curious as to like the science behind this, because it did happen, and I was personally fascinated by how this is possible, especially the boiling factor, like how pressurization could actually affect that and cause blood to boil. There's a video done by Mythbusters. It was an experiment, and it's not safe for work because it does try its best to simulate 
what it would do to blood and internal organs. Should they put a fish in there or some shit? I'm really not sure. Just threw a cat in there? But you can definitely Google that. Oh, I will. It's on YouTube. I will Google it. Mythbusters did that. Nice. I will watch that. Mm-hmm. Isn't wow. that terrifying? That's gross. It is so unnatural to be at that depth. Like there's so much science that has to go behind just supporting your body in order to be able to survive it. I hate that people do it. Yeah. It bothers me so much. Yeah, that's nasty. Terrifying. That's like your like worst fear. Yeah. Is being in like the bottom of the ocean. Yep. It's gross. And then, you know, being sucked out of a tube. I mean, no, the tube isn't there. The ocean is. I mean, that would just kind of like add to it, you know? The ocean itself is enough. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, dang. On that note, Jessica, would you like to spin the final wheel? (laughs) Yeah. What's the last wheel, Jacob? I'm glad you asked. This is a really good one. Some genius must have came up with this. Okay. You have to knowingly give crabs to a celebrity. Who (laughs) do you choose? So, right, Mm. you have crabs, and you are knowingly going to give it to a celebrity. Now, this means... Maybe it's a celebrity that you admire and you just want to have a, you have the opportunity to sleep with them. But they'll, but they'll have crabs. They will suffer a consequence. Or maybe you really hate, you really hate a celebrity and you want them to have crabs, but now you have to sleep with them. So who is it? What are you going to choose? I mean, do you have to sleep with them? Can you just like scratch it off and throw it on them? No. No. It must be, it must be a. Done by sex. 15 to 30 minute transaction. You, you must form the beast with two backs. Yes. That's so long. It is what it is. You, you know. must. Jess, do you have one? I don't make the rules. I guys. don't know. Yeah. I got okay. it. Nicholas Cage. I was like, well, we all knew <sighs> that yours would be Nicholas Cage. You went with Nicholas Cage. I feel like it'd be a fun, hate-fueled time, actually. Um, and then at the end of it, he would also have crabs. So. <laughs> okay. I know who I'm choosing. Okay. Kate Beckinsale. You would give her crabs? Yes. As a punishment? As a punishment. Number one, I love Kate Beckinsale. And she is hot. So hot. I would enjoy myself. And then I would enjoy the thought knowing that that bitch has crabs after sleeping with Pete Davidson. <laughs> Mind you, it was my fault, but still, she, she got what she deserved. With Pete Davidson? <laughs> she dated she him. She did. It's gross. Yeah. Kim Kardashian um, doing that? They made. She's doing that now. And but when he was dating Kate Beckinsale, I I didn't I don't know. I just saw like a couple pictures. They made like a big show out of like making out. Oh, really? Okay. Strangely, like inappropriately, in the middle of a basketball game. Okay. And so obviously, a ton of pictures got taken of them, and the publicity was. I'm sure very rewarding. So that's okay. why they did that. No, she had she had crabs coming. Okay. I wake up to spite people. I'm a very spiteful <laughs> person. Okay. Very, very spiteful person. Um, so I would sleep with this person just to spite them. Okay. And watch them suffer. With crabs? Yes. Okay. Who's that person? Amber Heard. Who's ah! Uh, she's the one who is abusing John, or who was abusing Johnny Depp, and ruined his entire career. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a mm-hmm. good one. But, yeah, she's she, the reason that um, Mads Mikkelsen is the new uh, Grindelwald. Grindelwald, mm-hmm. yeah, from in Fantastic the, Beasts, I think. The oh, Harry Potter she accused movies. him of stuff. Right? Uh, accused yeah. him of abusing and all kinds of stuff. Even though there it, there's a, a lot of evidence that she was abusing Johnny Depp. Now I'm gonna go ahead and say like, who the fuck knows? Yeah, yeah. We're not involved we in their celebrities, sure. so not. there's a lot of like I'm sure information that isn't true getting spread around. But it really seems like she sucks, and she also seems like she sucks mm-hmm. outside of her marriage with Johnny Depp. So, so yeah, Amber. She Heard. can just get crabs for all I care. Then wouldn't she give it to Johnny Depp? 
No, because I think Johnny they're Depp's not done together. with her. Oh, they're yeah. not together anymore? Yeah, they're, they're oh, okay. done. I was like, oh, Yeah, he was like, done. wow, you hit me and threatened my life on a daily basis. I don't want to be married to you anymore. Yeah. Break one finger, shame on you. Break two fingers, we're done. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Now it's your turn, Danny. I, I know. I really don't know. I've never had like a hatred for a celebrity or any celebrity. Okay, so then use this as but an I, opportunity. But I also don't even. What about a historical <sighs> figure? Or just do a celebrity that you really enjoy that you would rather have crabs with together. You gonna maybe, give Hitler some crabs? Maybe you wanna I give, was literally I was, gonna say, <laughs> I'd give Hitler some crabs. I was crabs. like, maybe you wanna give Joseph Stalin some crabs. But Ooh. that's just it. You also have to sleep with him, so yeah. you're gonna give him a really good night. Okay, probably. well, who's better looking, Hitler or Joseph Stalin? That is a great question. This is a question that is very not PC, Danny. Okay. Oh, honestly, Hitler. Yeah, All probably. Right. I was I'll give in, Hitler that's why some I crabs, because he deserves some fucking like, crabs. He sucks more. You know, okay. so like better he has crabs, but also they both suck, you know? Yeah, so you gotta pick the one that's cuter. They're really, neither of them are, but well, like Hitler's that. better. Okay. Sure. I'll take Hitler. Hitler do we, can have do some you wanna crabs. see a side by side? Yes. Okay. I'll Hold look on. up Stalin. She's like, Scheisse, that bitch gave me some some crabs. Is that, is that exactly what it was? Spot on, Jacob. Thank you. Well yeah, that was, that was Hitler. I almost couldn't tell if it was you or Hitler speaking. <laughs> I don't mean Hitler. So this is Joseph Stalin. Look at that wow. mustache. Wow, I was gonna I say know, that it's a really good mustache. mustache. is kind of impressive. Okay, Hitler me. <laughs> Hit me with Hitler. <laughs> Hit me with Hitler. Really, really good mustache. Okay, so you've got Stalin right over there, well, right? Well, then Hitler yes. has the this stash, right? <laughs> I don't know, I might have to go with Stalin. Let me see. Look at his stash. Oh, he has a really good right? stash. It's a very good stash. All right. I might have to go with, I'm going to give Stalin some crabs. Okay. Because, you know, look at Look at the man. pipe he's holding, man. All right. You heard it here first, folks. My fiance didn't know who she wanted to have sex with, Hitler or Stalin. You wouldn't want to give uh, Rasputin some crabs? Mm. He had I've, the biggest He choice. had the biggest schlong in history, apparently. Yeah. Like, oh, that would hurt. I'm okay. I'm going to stick with the stash, dude. Okay. <laughs> Stalin. Stalin yeah. gets some crabs. Bet. All right. Good job, Danny. Thank you. I'm sure the world is Defeating very grateful. Defeating evil yeah. one fuck at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening so much. Thank you, May and Danny, for joining us on this episode 12 of Three yes, Shots In. Yes, we are reaching our conclusion, and we would like to once again thank our generous patrons. If you'd like to be a patron of ours, uh, go to threeshotsin.com where you can find our link to our Patreon page or one-time donation page through PayPal and all of our social media accounts. If you liked what you heard, please rate, like, and subscribe and share our podcast with your friends and uh, over the internets. Yeah, and if you're thinking about, you know, like maybe you will, maybe you won't join us on Patreon, you totally should because we have a totally awesome secret podcast on there called Three Shot Cinema. And this is a patron-exclusive podcast where me and Jessica watch usually terrible movies, and then we talk about them. Yes, we get very scrutinizing, yes. you could say, and descriptive. Very descriptive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and you should be there, unless you're, like, fucking lame or something. Oh, shit, the topic for next week, I have it somewhere. Okay. So the topic will be either expose or grind. Grind. Ooh. Yeah. Both kind of racy. A little bit. Who knows? Who knows what what these topics will lead to? What could happen? Stay tuned. You should totally listen. And then the next Three Shot Cinema, um, as of now, we could be reviewing The, the Wicker Man. Uh-huh. 
Or what's the, what's the other contender? Willie's Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. If it's a tie, that means we get to choose between the two. And I'm going Wonderland, to be honest. Well, then I'm going to go Wicker Man. Just what to, if there's a well, rock, then paper, scissors? We'll have to Rochambeau. Yeah, like Danny said. Do you want to do that now? I'm with Willie's Wonderland, and you are Wicker Man? Just to spite you, yeah. Here we go. <gasps> oh, paper beats rock, you dirty bitch. Damn it. Best That's two out of right. three. Now we have to watch no, Wicker Man. No, we're watching Wicker Man. Double feature, followed by Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> Damn it, the, no. fir- the first three shot cinema double feature. <laughs> I'm actually totally down. <laughs> I am very down. Well, if you are interested in listening to what we have to say, what I have to say specifically about these probably god-awful Nicolas Cage movies, please join us on Patreon. It's $5 a month, and you can listen to us absolutely rip apart these movies. Yes. We've been doing that so far, and we have just recently reviewed a Nicolas Cage movie. It was Mandy. Yep. And we really did rip it apart. Yeah. Thoroughly. Yeah. Very thoroughly. Join us. Yeah. Join. It's a lot of fun. It is it's actually a lot, of fun. a lot of fun. I'm having a blast with it. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Please join us next week for episode 13, which, you know, who knows? It could be about exposing. It could, it be, could be. It could be about grinding. Who knows? It could be about anything. Also, uh, we still totally are at the two-year mark. Happy birthday, Three Shots In. Happy birthday, Three Shots In, we, and thank you all for listening. We did it. Two years. Woo! It's, uh, we're not quite there yet, but we're on the verge of breaking a total of 5,000 downloads. Woohoo! That's exciting. Mm-hmm. And we're, like, on the brink of, like, you know. Greatness. Greatness, obviously. yeah. Yeah, like, no, I millions mean, of followers. And Spotify like, wants to, has to sign a contract or something, right. I'm sure. Like, just absolute wealth and riches and fame. So uh, join us now when we're on the ground floor, you know. Yeah, get in for the $5 before that goes up to, like, 60 you know. <laughs> A $60 that's, dollar that's, yeah. that's only fan prices, thank you. Only fan prices. Well, maybe we'll have maybe one we'll of those have at one. that point. Who even knows? Yeah, you know? secret OnlyFans podcast. Yeah, about uh, maybe exposing and grinding. Maybe both. Who maybe, knows? Yeah, maybe all of them. All right, <laughs> thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.